What's up, everybody? Um, I'm here. Um, the episode of The Other Way just aired. It was another short episode. I guess they're shortening the episodes to one hour because of The Last Resort. So we got a short episode of The Other Way that we're going to talk about really quick. Um, we're going to wait for Kara and Dee Dee. Oh, Kara's here. Okay, Kara. Nurse G, where's Dee Dee at? Hi everyone. I have not watched The Last Resort yet. I'm gonna do that after. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. So, did you watch The Last Resort yet? No. Okay, I haven't watched it yet either. Okay, cool. Okay, so we got a short episode. So I guess this is what we're doing now. I think we're so. doing like an hour. So isn't this season gonna last like four months now? Because yeah. they're usually two hours. So yeah, I, I was confused by that. I assumed that the first episode would be the premiere will be longer. Hey, Portuguese princess. But I guess we're doing this now. So we're right. just doing an hour each, which I don't know. I don't know how long it's gonna stretch the season out because this is only episode seven. Yeah, so it seems. I know, I know. So I thought it was I don't know what's up with that. I told Dee Dee to be here at ten. I don't know where Dee Dee's at. So she's Dee -Dee? napping. She's <laughs> napping. I don't know where Dee Dee's at. So this episode was interesting because we got some Holly and Wayne that I really want to get into like like deeply. But I wanna start out with um Julio and Kirsten. I'm trying to wait for Dee Dee. I'm trying to wait. Dee Dee, where are you? Because I don't want to get started without you but i might i might because when we're done i can't wait to watch um the last resort because i saw some tweets popping up on twitter and yep. i was just i had to close close my laptop because i was like i can't get into this shit i don't know what this i know is about. so I, I gotta i gotta I was like, close this uh, off little taste so i was like nope don't do it yeah i don't want to <laughs> ruin it like yep. i know like i just i want to wait for my time to watch it because i was gonna watch it while i was waiting but then i had like a billion texts i had to answer and a billion things to do and i was like you know what i can't even do it i don't want to rush it i want to have my my wine mm -hmm. and my popcorn so i was like i'm just gonna chill i'm gonna wait i'll do it after there you are dd welcome dd about time Dee. all right where are you at tardy she's tardy she is and she didn't even open my text <laughs> Hey. You didn't even I got away from my me. <laughs> I see how it is. Sorry. You're, were you watching The Last Resort? Yeah. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. I was like a couple of minutes behind and it just went off and I was like, and then I got a notification. I was like, wait a minute, is it 10 o'clock already? I was like, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. <laughs> we didn't watch it yet, but we're going to jump into this episode because so is anybody surprised that Julio is not ready to show up in the Netherlands in three months? Like, I feel like we already knew that. So um, Kirsten said that she would give him six months, but I don't think that he's going to show up at all because his mom doesn't want him to leave. And did you hear the reason his mom needed him to do things for her around the house, right? Right. I think that was the reason. But doesn't his mom have like a bunch of sons? If I'm not mistaken, right? Wasn't there like yeah. at least two or three yeah. other sons? Couldn't they help her do right. stuff around the house? I think she just doesn't want him to go. And I mean, I'm not holding against her the fact that she doesn't want her son to go to another country. I'm not going to hold that against her. I don't think my, my, if I told my mom I was leaving the country, she would do the same thing. Like, I'm not going to fault her for that. But I do think that 
he did tell Kirsten that this was what he wanted to do. And now that he's basically saying, well, I can't do it now and I need more time and I'm not ready. I do think that it's, it's bad because she planned her life around him arriving. She was looking at apartments for them to live together. And now she doesn't even know if he's gonna show up. And I feel like it's not fair to lead people on. It's not fair to give people the wrong idea. And I just feel like I'm not mad at him for backing out. I'm mad at him for leading her on, if that makes sense. I'm mad at him for the dumb excuses that he's using. He can't leave because yeah. he'll miss food. Can't leave because he'll miss his mom. Like, you were, you already went there. You were there with her for a while. I don't, I don't think he was ever ready to settle down. That was just, uh, that was just an excuse. You know that they said that they got stuck together during COVID. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't think he was was ever ready to, to settle down especially move move in with her yeah, I don't think yeah. So. but i think he's a dj right like i feel like djs are like the people that don't settle down and they don't grow up right i feel like when someone is a dj that kind of tells you exactly what their life plan is they're going to be going to clubs to parties to work every night you're not like looking to get married and settle down and have kids like that's not what a dj does it's just I'm, I'm sad for her, though, because I think that she really thought this was going to be a relationship. This was going to yeah. turn into something. But we could tell right away, like, when we met him and everything. I mean, he did talk a good game in his package when they first introduced him. He's like, oh, I never wanted to live in America. I'm not from this country. I don't see myself being here. But I think as it got real, and he actually told his family and his mom, when things got real, I think that he realized it's not just as easy as packing up your stuff and leaving. It's not that easy. There's there's things here that he can't part from and his family and his I think his mom is probably gonna be because at first he said it was just the pizza. I think it's 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 his mom. I think he realized like I'm not gonna be able to see my mom. I can't jump in the car and just drive to her house. Yeah. And I think that's a big deal for him. And it sucks, but it is what it is. And I think Kirsten, she won't have a problem finding another no. guy. She's beautiful. She's independent she's intelligent she has so much going for her and you know she just picked the wrong guy right she just picked the wrong dude yeah it's i think that giving him giving him an ultimatum is good but i don't think giving him more time is good because i think he's gonna take the extra three months to lead her on further and i oh. just i don't think it's gonna work out yeah i mean if he's already postponing well first of all when she was there he was trying to get her to come back and stay longer yeah that was a huge red flag for me because he told us in the beginning he hated it here so yeah. i was like why would you want her to come here to see if she likes it if you don't like it he was already backing out i just wish he would just say like look this isn't gonna work i don't want to leave the country i was wrong i'm sorry yeah. and then let it be that don't just i don't like like broken promises and, and telling people what you want or what they want to hear not what he wants yeah. to hear and then hoping, you know, in time, things might change. Because you're only buying time. The, the actual um, decision of not leaving isn't going to change. You're just buying time before you have to be honest. And I think being honest earlier is better. Because if, if she waits six months, hey, Judy, she waits six months for him. She already said that it's done and over with. But there's going to be hate and animosity at that point. Like, at least if he tells her now, Maybe they could even remain friends or on speaking terms. But if she makes it, if he makes her wait all this time just to still not go, she's going to block him and all communication will be turned off. I think so, too. I think it's going to be bad. Yeah, so, we need to kick him to the curb real quick. Yep. 
So we watched Holly and Wayne go house shopping. I don't know where Holly's mom was. She's not in any of these scenes. I know she's there, but she's not in any of these scenes. I guess she's doing her own thing, sightseeing or whatever. But we watched them go house hunting. And okay, so first of all, there was electrical fences in this neighborhood, right? And they were like, I don't know, how many feet in the air do you think they were? Like 50 to 100 feet tall? Like, yeah, and it gave me like, prison vibes like when you drive by a prison they have like these really tall barbed wire fences but i think electrical is more for like livestock right yeah. like for um cattle i don't think it's it's constitutional to put that on a prison yeah. but i don't know it just gave me um prison vibes or whatever and the house itself i think was hundred and thirteen thousand dollars which it had a pool um it had never been broken into as far as the realtor said but can we always believe what the realtor tells you, because sometimes they'll tell you that someone was not murdered in that room and they probably were. Yeah. So you can't really like go by exactly what they say, but the house looked nice. It's like almost 1500 square feet. And all I kept thinking was for $113,000, they're gonna get a swimming pool in a neighborhood that is pretty safe. I don't wanna say like safe, but like statistically safe. It's right. like, that is amazing, right? I, that was the first thing I thought. I was like for $100,000 in America, you might be able to get in a, I mean, a two bedroom house maybe in a decent area. You ain't getting no in ground pool. Not normal. You can go to Walmart. Yeah, you, you can go to Walmart and get you a house. You're, you're getting, you can get like a, maybe a manufactured home or something to that effect, but you're not getting no house here. For right. Grand. Right. And it Same was here. Nice. Same here. You're not. Yeah. It was nice. And then she was in the 1,600 square foot. wasn't big enough. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's where I want to land this conversation because are you guys getting the feeling that Holly is coming over there thinking that there's, like, unlimited funds? Yeah. Ah. Because she, when they got in the car, first of all, he said, I'm going to go and look at this. We are not looking for a house. I can't afford it. And then they get in the car, and she's like, here's my list of demands. I want to walk in closet. I want this, it needs to be this, I want this. And then he's looking at her like, we're not buying a house. Like, this is ridiculous. What makes you think that we're gonna be purchasing a home when I've told you that would be something I can't afford? And I'm assuming that he owns the home that he's in now, right? Is that our assumption? That's, that's what it sounds like. What he said. Yeah, so he would have to sell this house to purchase another house and this house isn't even on the market yet. Isn't that, cause you can't buy, can you buy another house? Well, wait, if he owns it, you could yeah. buy another one. But I'm pretty sure to get the down payment you would want, you would want to sell the one you're in and then purchase the other one. So it's a process. So what do we think about when she brings up his business? She keeps saying, I want to see your bank account. I want to see your books so we can see where we're at. Like, because I don't know why that bothered me so much, but I was like, you keep making all these demands to him, but you're not offering to help. Yeah, because she's like, well, where are your books so I can see where we're at? What's in your account so I can see where we're at? What is she bringing to the table to help? Because she has all these demands and she needs a new home and she has all these things that she needs done for her. But what is she doing to help him in that situation? Absolutely nothing. But one of the comments that she made that really upset me was, well, I mean, there were so many <laughs> comments that she made. She she said so you said that you can take care of me and now you're saying you can't take care of me financially i'm sorry but i could take care of another person financially today if someone moved in with me that doesn't mean i could buy them a house 
but I, right. can, I can still feed them and let them stay in my home. So well, that's a huge difference. But th that statement, if someone asks you if you can take care of me, that could change because financial situations change very quickly. I think with COVID, we learned how quickly financial situations can change because people went from living amazing lives to losing their homes. So it's like- But taking care of somebody versus buying a home for somebody is huge. Mm -hmm. I raised two kids. Mm -hmm. I've taken care of them their entire life, but I didn't buy either one of them a house and I still couldn't today. But if they moved in with me, I could financially take care of them. So there's a huge difference there. Yeah. She seems, it's not about being taken care of. It's about getting what yep. she wants. And she kind of came there with the idea of, I'm going to move to a new place. I'm going to be in a gated community. These are the things that I need, even though she had talked to him about it. And he said, that's not something that he'd be able to do. But, oh, we found out that he's been withholding um, Portuguese princess. He's been withholding information about his finances. So apparently he lost a really big contract. He's a plumber. And he lost a really big contract where he was getting a lot of his jobs. But also, we found out that he um, invested 40K. He didn't um, specify what was that US dollars or not, but he just said 40K in cryptocurrency, which I know cryptocurrency is not doing horribly in the stock market right now, in the market. So this, you know, we're probably going back a year. So this is probably paying off for him now. But, you know, when you invest, it does not, you see no return. Right, you see no return, the money is just, it's out of your hands. So now he has no savings. And she said like, well, how much are you saved? Do you have saved or how much do you have? And he's like, well, I don't have anything. And she's like, well, well I thought that you could take care of me. Like you said, and I think having 40,000 or 50,000, 100,000, because we learned yesterday with um, Riley, 100,000, does it really matter how much somebody has in the bank? That's not your money. Yeah. And it's like, she she was taking ownership of his business. She was taking ownership of his money, taking ownership of his house and what he could do with it. I just don't like the way that people come in and they just take ownership of other people's things. And we're kind of seeing it with Sheila and David because Sheila's just like, oh, you should repair my house yeah. and you should do this for me. You should give me a better life. You're not entitled to what other people have. If someone makes $8 million a day, that's their $8 million. You're not entitled to any of it. They might give you some, they might offer you something, but they're not entitled. And I just feel like Holly has a really high sense of entitlement. And also, why does she think that she's going to be living such a lavish life in South Africa anyway? Well, know, but also why maybe, maybe he gave her that idea. I mean, cause whenever they went to look for the, look at the house, she was saying, Oh, um, um, our price range is going to be $400,000 and this is what I want and this is what I want and this is what I need. So maybe he made her th think that he was going to sell the house to get something different. But whenever they were pulling out of his house, there was a gate with look like the electrical things on top of it as well. So what is the difference from where they are now and then the gated com um, community? It's the same exact thing. Yeah. yeah, I saw that too. There was like a security gate getting in and out of their area. Isn't that what a gated community is? There's right. a security yeah. gate. So I don't know. I, that's a good question. What's the difference between his area and that area? Like, and I want to know, like, distance wise, is it 30 minutes away? So I know sometimes you drive on one side of town and it's, it's one thing. You drive 20 minutes down the road, it looks completely different. So I just wonder what the, the statistics of that is because 
the realtor claimed that they hadn't had any break-ins since the 90s, which is, that's a really good, um, that's a really good track record because I lived, I've lived in really decent areas and we've had people's cars get stolen and homes breaking into, and there's been crime. And I mean, these are HOA communities, okay? Like, so the fact that that realtor was trying to say like, oh, nothing, no break-ins whatsoever since the 90s, I would have to like go to the police department and ask yeah. them to run a search. You know, like, tell me what's going on in this zip code because he's trying to make me feel that this is safe. And I've been told that it doesn't really matter where you live, especially in South Africa, it's, it's not gonna be safe. You're not gonna find somewhere where nothing bad is ever gonna happen. But what she was saying about the 400,000 or what did she say? I, I think the 113 was 2 million two in their money, right? 2 million. So she wanted to double it to 4 million which would have been like $230,000, I believe. Is that right? Well, she said it, what she thought was 4 million is 400,000. That's what she thought. But I was trying to kind of look it up. When he said that about the 40,000 in the crypto, I looked it up and that's 43,000 US dollars. Oh, so it's pretty, it's so pretty it's close. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty, pretty much the same. I think from what I'm, if I'm reading it right, then why is 2.2 million only 113,000? Yeah, I was very confused. And then they were confused too because when they were trying to figure out the square foot yeah. um, of the home, they never really got the, the math right. Yeah. They, because TLC finally just threw it on the screen and say, look, this, these conversions, because at first she said 64,000 square feet. And then she said, that seems small. I was yeah, like, Sixty-four thousand square feet is a super center Walmart. What are you talking about? That is not small. You could fit like sixty-five cars lined up yeah. next to each other in there. Like, what are you talking That's about? What I was trying to figure out is why it was such a drastic difference with the home. But then I I looked up the conversion of the forty thousand, and it was forty-three point. It was like forty-three thousand eight hundred and thirty-nine, something like that. Wow. So it was very close. So I don't understand how it was so different on the house cost. I know I was confused by all of the math and I mean, I'm not going to say that math is my strongest right. um, trait, but I was the, all the math in this episode. I was just very confused. I was like, I don't understand because when someone says 2.2 million to me, I think 2.2 million, but when they were saying 2.2 million, it was just 113,000, which I don't know. That seemed like a really good price for what they were looking at, you know, because where I live, 500,000 doesn't always get you a pool in the ground, okay? So it looked really good from what I saw, but at the same time, he's not looking to move. And, but I think, Dee, you nailed something. What if he has been leading her to believe he would make these changes? Because maybe, because we're looking at it as, oh, she's just coming in and she's being demanding and she's telling him what he should do. Maybe they had these conversations before prior to him losing this account with this all this business and then prior to him investing all of this money and now he's trying to flip the script on her because he just doesn't have the money but he did tell her that he would do these things right. that is another way of looking at it too because she she is pretty adamant on getting these things and it's almost like somebody maybe promised it to her Didi's right because he even said he hasn't told her that he lost this account and that his finances are different so he's waiting to drop that bomb. I don't know why you would wait. Like I always, I think we just talked about this last night, right? About financial transparency and relationships. I don't know why you would wait. It's so important that people know what they're getting into. 
And yeah. I think that if you don't mesh well financially, you can't really mesh well in, in a relationship. And I know people are like, no, love is love. It doesn't matter how much money you have. But I think it does matter because yeah. she, what she wants is so vastly different than what he can afford. So I think it does matter. And it's like, it might be a situation where he could afford it before. Yeah. And now things have changed. And it's his fault for not telling her because she packed up, she quit her job. She left everything that she had thinking that she was entering into a different situation that she's getting into. Yeah, they can't even go on a honeymoon. Yeah, Chris Pricks, they can't go on a honeymoon because that $40,000 was part of the money that they were saving for the honeymoon. I just feel like the secrets with the finances is, is a disaster. Because oh. it reminds me a lot of Ronald and Tiffany. Because didn't Tiff Tiffany have the same issue with Ronald? He was lying about money. He yeah. would say yeah. he could afford things. He would say he could he was going to buy a truck. And he was doing all this. And then there was never any transparency with what really was in his bank account and what he was doing. So what I don't understand, though, is he said that about the crypto, which she didn't know about and then she says so we can't go on the honeymoon that you know we planned that's why and so if if he told you you can't go on this honeymoon you knew there wasn't the funds why wouldn't you ask why then <clears throat> but then also if there was that problem what makes you think that he's got the money to just buy another house right so, right unless she thought he was gonna sell it yeah. But the houses that she wants are probably worth two and three times what his house yeah, is worth. So sure. it's not like he's going to sell one to buy another and leave no downfall. You know, there's going to be a huge downfall of what he owes based on where she wants to go. Because the gated community, they just charge you a hundred grand more just because it's in the gated community. It doesn't even matter what the amenities are. That's just what they do in every country. Like they just sell it to you like, oh, well, we have all of these different amenities. So you're going to pay at least 150 grand more than if you weren't in this right. community. So I, I just feel like she wants a lot. And I don't, I don't know if I can put her in like a, a category of being like entitled and, and thinks that she should have the world or if she was promised a lot and then he just lied and got her over there. And he's like, well, I can't tell her before she gets here. Yeah. You know what's going on. She won't come. Because it could be one of those situations. He's like, well, she should get here first. Then I can drop on her the, the bad news of how things are. And then she's stuck. You know, she, she her apartment is gone. Her job is gone. No, she has nowhere else to go. She has to stay with me. Then, then she'll deal with it better than if she had options. And I don't like that. I don't like when people eliminate other people's options. It's not yeah. up to you to eliminate someone else's options. If she decides that she doesn't want to go over there and struggle with you, that's her decision. Yeah. If she doesn't want to struggle with you, love is not enough. You know, you have people need to know exactly what they're getting into. Good, bad, ugly, debt, everything. And then they need to make that decision whether or not they want to give you all of their their effort and time and struggle because they're going to be struggling together, you know, because she's not going to be able to work right away. They're not even married. So there's going to be a lot of things for her to put up with. And I yeah. think that she needs to have an even head. She needs to have all of that information given to her up front. And I think this early on, him withholding information is only a sign of what's to come, right? Yeah. Wow. That's, that is, and from, from what I was seeing from uh, what's going to be happening next week, that's not, 
that's a time bomb right there. So Yeah, I mean, I think that, first of all, before we knew any of this, my prediction was she wasn't going to be able to adapt to life in South Africa before we knew anything, before we knew about Wayne and his um, financial situation, before we knew about her demands. My first inclination when we met her back in her hometown and, and what she was living, I was like, she's not going to be able to adapt to a lifestyle in South Africa. I just don't see it. Because did you hear Wayne say that central air conditioning isn't really a thing in a home? If you buy a house, that's not something that most houses come with. I got to have air conditioning. Right? <laughs> I got to have air conditioner. First of all, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's extremely hot in Africa. Extremely yeah. hot. So the idea that they are selling homes to people that don't have central air says a lot. Because I was like, I don't know if she'll be able to make it, especially with her long hair. You know, the heat really does a number on hair, right? So I was like, I don't know if she would ever be able to adapt the, the, to the humidity and just the, the damage that the heat and sun could do at all. But now that I'm seeing that, because he was like, if we did buy a house, it wouldn't have air conditioning. And she was like, oh, yeah, it would have air conditioning. And he's like, because you'd have to add that. And I think that she's never going to be able to adapt to a lifestyle. And I, I think and it's, it's not that she's spoiled. I think just as an American, we just get accustomed to certain things. And we don't, we're like, we're not educated to what it's like to live without those, you know, because we've always had it. And you've always used it. It's like, you don't know what life is like without it. You kind of don't want to know what life is like without it. And then you kind of get stuck in that. Um, I have to have it. Yeah. Worst case scenario, she has to cut that disaster off her head and live like <laughs> normal. I think yeah, she that's, she's been cutting that's it. That's like, don't even look like she brushes her hair. Like, I was looking at her hair and then I was like, what is going on with that head? Like, well, I mean, her I hair is pretty. You know, it's people, really long, but wash it, brush that it, was it out, something. Yeah. And didn't people say that people would say like, oh, it's dirty and, you know, people would say nasty Rough. stuff to her about it. Yeah, because it looks like it's very um natural. Angle. Yeah. Disaster. Yeah. You said it nicer. You, I said it nicer. I just said it was yes, natural. It yeah. It, it looks like, you know, there might be a, a spider yeah. in there. You know, it's <laughs> possibly a spider in a web and maybe yeah. a lizard. Yeah. You know, just say just Could possibly. Be. It looks rough. Yeah. Yeah, she got to do something with it. If she wants to keep it that long, she's got to do something with it. So, I don't know. But, I mean, just to hear that having, yeah, just to hear having air conditioning is a luxury over there. Having a swimming pool is a luxury over there. Like, like you just said, George, here in the U.S., all of our houses come with, well, the majority of them mm -hmm. come with central heat and air. Yeah. And then if you get real lucky, you have a um, a pool that comes with your house. Yeah. So that's not luxury living to us. No. Just so if we were to go over there and they said that's luxury living, we'd be like, huh? <laughs> but I think he's just saying that shit to deter her, to make her think, well, maybe I, maybe we can't. We don't need to move because I'm not going to well, get it's not her money. Yeah, like it's hard to deter somebody from from spending money that's not theirs, because right. it's not her money. Like, how are you gonna change her mind and make it seem like it's a better? It's not her money. Like, if you take me to the mall and you're like, buy whatever you want, it's my money, and then you're like, well, you shouldn't buy that. That's stupid. It's yeah. not my money. I'm just gonna buy it because it's not mine. Yeah. Who cares? I feel like in her mind, he's gonna do this for her because she, like she said, she's like. I gave up a lot to be here with you. She pulls that that American card, 
when you go to another country, they're like, I, I gave up so much. I paid $5,000 for my wedding dress. And, da, 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 da. Yeah. and it's all the sacrifice that they made. And I really hate that because it's like, I'm no law. I'm tired of hearing that. I know. Like, everybody no. says, I give up so much to be with you. Nobody told you to do that. <laughs> you Nobody did it yourself. So, Nobody yeah, I'm so tired of hearing that. All right. So, Kenny and Armando are back. And Kenny is about to become a grandfather again. Um, Taylor's pregnant. Congratulations to Taylor, who is Kenny's daughter. And this is like an eye-opening moment for him because not only is he going to probably miss a lot of his daughter's pregnancy, maybe the birth, possibly, or hopefully not, but it's like opening his eyes to see what he's giving up. He did yeah. give up a lot and he's sacrificing a lot. And again, he wanted to do this. He wanted to be with Armando. This is what he chose. But when you do see these things happening without you, because you know, he's so involved in his children's lives. So when you see these things happening without you, it kind of really hits you. You realize the things you're not gonna be present for, like recitals at school, um, the first day of kindergarten for your grandkid, you could literally be there to pick them up. Like there's things that yeah. you could be a part of that you won't. And then we learn in this episode that Kenny and Armando bonded a lot because they both have lost a child. So we found out that Kenny lost a set of twins when they were four months in the womb. And Armando, when his ex-wife passed away, she was pregnant. So they are both dealing with the healing of losing a child. So I think that having this child has so much more meaning now, now that I see that Armando wants to have this child so bad, because I feel like it's something they both need, right? And I, I don't want to say need, but I feel like it would help fill a void or a hole. Because like um, Kenny said, when you find out you're having a child, you start loving that child before it's born. You start a connection with that child before it's born. You literally start talking to the child. You can feel it moving, kicking. There's a connection. And when babies are born, it has been proven scientifically, they recognize their parents' voices. So that connection had already started. And now they both went through this horrible loss and now having that child does kind of seem like something that they would bond over again. But Kenny is still looking at it as, I'm too old to be going through that. I am not at the age to be having another child. And I do feel like he's right. But I do think since they both went through that, he should still give it a little bit of thought, right? Yeah. I never realized Armando's wife was pregnant when she passed. I didn't know that, but how heartbreaking. That is horribly sad. I mean, the loss of a child, any anytime, miscarriage doesn't matter. Like, that is horrible. And my heart goes out to them for that. But the one thing that made me mad that Armando did tonight was when his, his mom said, how did it go at the clinic? And he said, well, Kenny's unsure. And then she's like, well, it's something you'll have to come to an agreement on, something you'll have to talk about. And that's all she said. But he translated it to Kenny with, oh, mom Mom says we need to think about how Hannah will feel and all this shit. She did not say that. Yeah. Why did, why did you tra translate that? That made me so mad. I was like, you're making shit up. Yeah, he added more than, than what she said. Yeah. I, I noticed that too. I was like, that is so out of Armando's character. She, I've never know, seen right? him before. Yeah, she said, 
she'd like for us to have a child she'd like for hannah to have a sister blah 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 it's like she did not say that i don't like but that i get i mean i get both the, i get both of their sides you know what i'm saying i get both of their sides armando we all know that you know armando wants kenny to be the biological father mm -hmm. of the child okay well i get that because because if anything happens to Kenny, Armando will still have a piece of Kenny, um, a piece of Kenny with him. Yeah. yeah. And but I get Kenny's side of the point because he's supposed to be a grandfather again for the third time. I mean, once you hit that grandparent stage, you don't want to have any more children. Yeah. Children are already grown. I mean, so I get both sides but then he's torn he wants armando to be happy but is he really wanting to sacrifice his happiness to make armando happy yeah see i've always believed that you cannot make another person happy i've always believed that happiness comes from within like you can be happy spending time with someone but if you feel that another person has to make you happy or fulfill you I feel like that you're never going to be able to fill that void because other people will, they have their own minds and they make their own decisions. And sometimes their decisions will be against what you want. So I always believe that happiness has to come from within. And if Armando feels that he can't be happy until he has that child, the pressure shouldn't be put on Kenny for that. Yeah. Kenny is not the person put on this earth to make Armando happy or fulfill Kenny. That is your job as a, as a person. Personally, you have to find out the route, journey, road to make yourself happy. You can surround yourself with people who help you get to that journey faster, get to that place faster. But I just really hate how Kenny's pressured to the point of tears to give someone something that he doesn't want. Yeah. I really hate that because I, I feel like it's it's putting conditions on love. He's like, well, I love him, so I should give him what he wants. No, like I, I, I get it, but I also hate it because that's a, a lot of people are in relationships, they do things like this. The wife wants to buy a house, the husband doesn't, they buy a house, then they end up living in that house miserable because the husband is angry that they're in debt. And now there's, um there's animosity, you know, there's tension because they, he gave in, he gave his wife what he thought would make her happy. And now that the mortgage is higher, she's not as happy as she thought she would be because life is, isn't even more different because they can't afford for her to do the things that she could have done. So I just feel like you can't put conditions on love. You have to love someone, whether they do what you want them to do or they do the opposite, yep. you still have to love them. And I feel like Kenny is, is kind of stuck in between because he loves his husband, but he also does not want to make that life-changing decision just to make him happy. Because if it doesn't make you both happy, it's not for you. Yeah. You know, it's not for your relationship. And it's only going to make one person happy. So I really feel like there's no winning yeah. in this situation. Yeah. Because cause like Kenny said, he's like, if I don't do it, I'm going to make him unhappy. He's going to be hurt. He'll feel unfulfilled. If I do it, it's going to impact my life i feel like in a negative way i'm not going to be able because like look at this he's going to be raising a child the same time that his daughter taylor is raising his newest grandchild so that's less time that he would have to spend with his newest grandchild because he's going to be a new dad himself right right and it's going to impact him beyond 
what I think Armando is realizing, because Kenny is retired. He could jump on a plane and go to Taylor when she's giving birth. And she he can jump on a plane and go to the graduation for one of his grandkids when they're done with kindergarten or whatever. But when you're a new parent, you can't jump on a plane every time you want to go out and do something because yeah. you have responsibilities. So I, I just, I hate that they're going through this, but Kenny said it best. He's like, when you have a big age gap, in a relationship, these are the unforeseen problems because we are in different stages of life. Yeah. And people in different stages of life want different things. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And so that, what, what do you guys want? You want you want a baby for these guys or do you want them to, to close the chapter and move to Mexico City? Oh, I want to say this. So if they move to Mexico City, Kenny's going to owe him a baby, right? Yeah, I kind of feel like that. Yeah, I felt like that too because I was like, so I was like, maybe they can just move to Mexico City. But I was like, but if they do that, Kenny's going to owe him a baby because Armando doesn't want to do that. And yep. you can't swap in relationships either. Don't swap each other. Like, yep. this is not a barter situation because then you're going to end up doing something you didn't want to yep. do. Well, I'm torn because, I mean, everybody deserves, you know, to, to be a, a father or a mother. Everybody deserves it, you know. But whenever you whenever you're going into a situation where like Kenny is he's um what, what, like thirty years older than was it like thirty almost thirty years older? A little he, less. I think Armando's thirty three and Kenny is sixty. So it's like twenty seven years, I think. Yeah. Whenever you go in, in into a, a relationship like that, before you get married, and we've been talked about this before, mm -hmm. um you need to sit down and you you guys need to come in an agreement about what you want in your future yeah. and you know they're just they're uh, they just had their what their second year anniversary yeah. so they're yeah. still they're still new if yeah. they are both in a mutual agreement where they both are happy and they both want it by all means i would love to see a little kenny and armando run around yeah. but if it's going to destroy one then no, I'm not in agreement with it. Because if you're not in the, when it comes to a child, you have to be on the same page. Yeah. If not, you're going to resent that child. See, Whether that child is biologically yours or not, you're going to resent the child. Because like with Kenny, like you just said, um, George, he can jump on the plane anytime he wants to, yeah. to come back to the United States to visit with his family. But if there's a new baby, Armando could get up upset because he could say well you're taking time away from our child to yeah. go be with your children so right. that's gonna you know make kenny feel even more you know um hurt because then he's gonna be split exactly 10 times more than what he's already split if they're see, in a I, agreement i would love to see it but if not i don't think so Sorry. everybody deserves to be a parent i completely agree but kenny's a parent Armando's a parent. They have, they're blessed enough to be able to raise Hannah together. Like they need to just live their life and enjoy each other for what it's worth. Kenny is like retired. Obviously Armando's not really working a whole lot. So they just need to enjoy that time together. Maybe see about getting, you know, passports so that Armando and Hannah can go visit Kenny's children and, you know, travel travel together mm. you know but it's a lot to to put that burden i mean i can't i can't i don't want to say burden because children are, are not burdens but once like you said once you have grandkids 
that's like that's the level yeah. you know and i can't imagine my kids are grown i don't have grandkids yet i'm very impatiently waiting i don't <laughs> have kids yet but i can't imagine having a baby right now i just i all right at your stage in life, that's that's not even on your radar. And we were kind of looking at that. Twenty years younger than Kenny. I know, like, right? And it it varies too for people because look at Jasmine. Jasmine is um thirty six. Yeah. And she's done with the babies. Like she's like, we can do anything. We can travel. We can get married. We can do whatever. She doesn't want to have any more kids. And I respect the hell out of people who know what their boundaries and their limits are because there are people who have kids and they shouldn't have. Yeah. You know, they weren't ready or you know they waited too late in life then that child doesn't get the full um the full experience of a parent you know who has the energy and the time so i respect the hell out of people who are just like look that's not for yeah. me not right yeah. now in my life because that child is the only person who's going to suffer they need you a thousand percent of you yeah. so if you're not ready to give that i think it's the most admirable respectful thing for a person to do is to to opt to not bring that child here and then neglect them yep. from what they deserve. Exactly. I, I think that Kenny is making the right decision, but the, like I said, no, no right decision is going to help this situation because Armando wants what he wants and Kenny can't give it to him. And it's, it's sad because Kenny is looking at it like I'm the person who is supposed to make him happy and I'm not making him happy. And he feels like he has to do this. And I, I hate that, especially in a relationship. You, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Like, I think that's how we got into the laws of consent, right? Like, if you don't want to do something, it doesn't matter if you love the person, you still don't have to do it. You can always I mean, say no. That's also kind of a big ask, you know? Like, if you want a new dishwasher and your partner says no, and you're so adamant that you end up getting a dishwasher, whether they like it or not. Yep. This is a human life. It's not, you can't bargain. There's no bargain. Right, yeah. You, there's no bartering with a person and that person and they birth to 18 but when you're a parent keep telling people this you know all of you know you're a parent to the day you leave this world yep. your child can be an adult your child can have children your child's children can have children you're yep. still their parent it yep. is a never-ending job you are you take that accept that job from the moment they're born until the day you leave this earth so it's it's a huge ask because Kenny would be uh, agreeing to being in this child's life for the rest of his life. And he yeah. still has his grandkids that he wants to see, his own kids he wants to see. And like you said, they should be traveling and doing as much as they can. Now that Hannah is older, they yeah. can do more. I feel like having a child is going, is what's it called? Backsliding. Yeah. I feel like it would be backsliding. And I don't want to um, invalidate what Armando wants. You know, he wants it for his reasons. I don't want to invalidate that. But I feel like he did, like you said, he does have a, a healthy, beautiful daughter. That is something to be very grateful for. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And no one should, so, no, no one should feel torn about any decision that they make. I know. And the pressure, like, I don't like pressuring people. So when I see the pressure on Kenny's face, he literally, it brings him to tears. And it's like, love shouldn't make you cry. Love shouldn't yeah. hurt. Love shouldn't make you feel that you have to do something you don't want to. So I, I, I really feel like it's just terrible. Oh, so um, Mary and Brandon were back and we found out that Mary likes to go to church. Interesting because she's a lying snake. We're, we're not gonna go there. We're not gonna go there, but she likes to go to church. So every Sunday, by the way. Why would 
was I saying last night about the church going people? <laughs> what yes. did I say? What Lion did I say? Lion snake sitting in the church. Isn't that what, isn't they say Satan is a serpent? She's like literally the serpent sitting in the church. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And not only was she acting a complete fool in the church, she's like, don't look at anyone. Just yeah. look at me. Don't look at girls. Look at Jesus. Look at me. And I'm like, are you kidding? Are you really acting like this in church? Yeah. You look at the priest. And when you're not looking at the priest, you look at me. Like, I can't with I can't with this couple. I swear, I can't. I, I really can't. So she says that her feelings of insecurity become because her parents left her and her brother at a very young age and they never called, never came back. And I know that that must've been very painful, um, but she does stay with her grandparents and they do love her very much. And the grandparents did raise her and her brother. So I know that the feeling of abandonment doesn't go away. You know, I'm not gonna say that it, it would go away. She's never gonna feel that, that her parents did the right thing by leaving. I don't know the situation. I don't know if the parents did the right or the wrong thing. I don't know what happened. I, I just know that the way that she feels and her abandonment feelings, I think that it's still extreme the way that she won't trust another living person. It's I think it's still extreme. It is bullshit. There is no abandonment bullshit. It's all jealousy and she's playing that card. Because if you remember right, Brandon was abandoned too and he's not pulling yeah. that card. So she just if she was a crybaby, I'd have abandoned her ass too. I'd have been like, okay, bye. No, 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 don't say that. I'd dump her ass off right there. No. Brandon then got her so used to controlling him about what he does and what, you know, he doesn't do that she has then got comfortable doing that. And whenever you're control, whenever you're used to controlling a situation 100%, you do not not want to let go of that and she is the she is a huge narcissist yes. and she uses those crocodile tears and then try to fake like she's hyperventilating just to breathe. get attention yeah she's all well i do hate the whenever he tries to call her out the crying that's like such a narcissist move like trying to gaslight narcissists do they they try their best to turn the table so they look like the victim she it is works. not Every the victim as soon as she starts crying he's like sorry babby or booby or whatever the hell he calls her I, and then he's hugging her in a pulpit like it's bullshit they he's acting far more mature than i thought he would mm -hmm. so i'll give him that he's doing pretty well she i I didn't like her from the beginning, but now I can't stand her. If I was Brandon, I would have got up and left her little punk ass sitting right there in the church. So I think Brandon is starting to stand up to her because we saw in this episode, he was like, I need you to understand that I'm here. Like after all of these years that we've been talking constantly on the phone, I gave you all this attention. I got on a plane. I came here. I built you a goddamn house. Yeah. Like, I need you to understand that if I happen to glance over at someone who happens to be the opposite sex, I am not looking to leave you for that person. He's like, I need a little bit of trust out of you. And I think that he realizes that without trust, 
his life is gonna be miserable yeah. because this is his life. Because he's like, I can't interact with people. I can't leave the house. I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. I'm not allowed to live, but why, basically. But, but why is it okay for her to have these guy friends can talk to anybody she wants to and but he can't even talk to his own mom he can't even talk to his sister or nobody because they're females yep. but she can go and hang out with her friends guy friends who i think she was with um what's his name pudding tang or whatever his name oh hello and pudding right yeah Jello and I, I still say that I still yes, say that they have something going on. I still think they have something going on. That's why I think they were they were together. I think they are together. That's why she is pushing so hard to be hanging out with them. Well, Brandon said in this episode that he befriended them. Like he he's allowing because he did say something, he did say something that bothered me a little bit because he's like I allow you to hang with your friends. And I was like, see, y'all both are toxic because you can't allow her to hang with her friends and she can't allow you to look at things. Like, this is just rights that you have as a person because you're alive, right? Like, if, just because you're in a relationship, that person can't say, okay, I allow you to be social with people. No, that person doesn't own you. And that, that shows me that neither of them are mentally ready to be in a relationship. I don't even think they're mentally ready to be allowed outside with other people at this point. Like they, they are, they're not ready and they don't understand how the world works because they, their toxic behavior is so norm yeah. to them. Cause they're like, oh, well, I allow her to have friends. You can't allow her to have friends. Just like she can't allow you to do it. You don't own each other until they get to the bottom of, of why they think that they're property to each other. This is never going to get better. And I think Brandon realizes, he's like, until she trusts me, I can't be in a relationship and live this. I can't picture my life going yeah. forward that this is how it's going to be. And I think he realized that because for some reason, he was under the impression when he got to the Philippines that her crazy, narcissistic, psychopathic behavior was just going to stop. Oh, thank yeah. you, Gigi, for the badge. Thank you. And I don't yeah. know why, why would he think that her behavior would stop just because he was there? It's only going to become amplified. Yeah. And then her crying, go find someone else then. Dude, he'd be better off with a potato. Like, she's horrible. She's horrible. And yeah. Like I said, I would have left her little punk ass sitting right there in the church. And especially if she would have told me to go find somebody else, I would have got up and walked my happy ass right on. I would have been like, deuces. I would have said, you go have pudding ting pick you up <laughs> oh well portuguese princess says that in the catholic church you shake hands with everyone saying peace be with you so what if there was a woman is he not is he not allowed to shake hands because yeah when you leave the church don't they have like a line and you like literally just you shake everyone's hand and i've even seen yep. people hug each other no can't even have a conversation with his mother the woman who gave birth to him yeah he can't even have a conversation with her without mary getting jealous mm. she's absurd. so i mean that is just i can't stand that couple i don't know what in the world tlc was doing with that couple <laughs> but i don't know i don't know i, don't I can't know. i can't deal with them I've been wanting to punch my freaking TV screen that yeah. when I see them. Yeah. Like that's 
that is ridiculous. And then the crocodile tears and the fake hyper um, hyperventilating and all this other stuff just to get attention. Yeah. Well, come I on. Like, I feel like it's just gaslighting because when he calls her out for anything she's doing wrong, um, she just starts crying and becomes a victim. And then, because I, I tweeted earlier, I was like, she's so good at what yeah. she does. Because I was like, she doesn't have to take any responsibility because when he does get the balls to call her out for it, he just gives in because she just starts crying and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm hurt, I'm the victim. And then he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, you don't need to apologize. She's the one that needs to apologize. And like you said, she's been manipulating him for so long. This is normal to him. Yeah. Like he thinks that it's, it's normal for her to control him and then cry when he gets upset. And yeah. then she's the victim and then he has to comfort her. Nobody's comforting him. Nobody cares about his feelings. Nobody cares that he feels that he can't be trusted and he can't know things. He's not important. And that's the negative part of being in a manipulative relationship. That person wins every fight. Yeah. No matter what, you're never going to be able to win because they've been manipulating you and they're going to make you feel like you're the bad guy for speaking up for yourself. And I am waiting for Brandon's family to arrive in the Philippines for this wedding because I know his sister and his mother will have so much they need to say to this girl because the way that she's treating him, and I'm not saying that Brandon's right. I mean, Brandon's grown. He put himself in this relationship. He put himself in this situation. But there's nobody fighting in his corner. Yep. And I always believe that you should have a tag team person waiting for you to tap in when you need help. So I'm waiting for his mom because I know his mom is not going to let him marry this woman or girl. Why would I call her a woman? She's a girl. Yeah. And marry this girl without her meeting her and at least being present to try to talk some sense into her son. Obviously, he's going to do what he wants to do, but I need to see somebody talk to this girl where her manipulation doesn't work. And I know his mom and his sister are the two. They're the ones that you don't want to mess with, and I need them to come and fight for him. I'd like to talk to her. Heck what, yeah. What do you need, like five minutes alone? If that. <laughs> I'm just pulling you would put me and Cara in the room with her, but you would have to you'd have to guard the door, George. Was she trying to escape? I'll, I'll just I'll call it Didi. I'll punch that bitch in the face and we'll call it a day. <laughs> I feel like she's a child though. So she I feel is, like she's of age. I can still punch her in the <laughs> face. <laughs> she's I, just... I mean even a toddler acts more um grown up than, than she is acting. You no, know what I'm saying? Right. It's it's like it's that is just like I said, TLC. I don't know what TLC was thinking. I, I don't knew, know. They knew what they were doing by putting them on the show. They knew that they were going to piss us off. Yeah. I had to take all of the candles. I have a coffee table and I have like the, the candles in the glass containers. I had to take them all off of the table so I don't toss anything across the room when they come on my screen because I just get so angry. So I have all my pillows <laughs> for the couches. I keep them so I can toss them because I know I won't break anything. They knew yeah. what they were doing because if I had those big Bed Bath & Beyond or um, Bath & Body Works candles anywhere, I would, it would go straight through the TV, maybe straight through the window. They, they know what they're doing. They're pissing me off. And it's like every night I'm like, let's see how much more toxic these two can become. And it's like they feed off of each other. I don't understand like they, why we can't be on Pillow Talk, the three of us. I don't, I don't know. Yes. Why not? Yes, so George, yes. I feel like we 
we would we would nail that yeah. i do and also there's a, a last resort podcast i don't know if you guys heard did not so it's like the suki chick and the doctors from the show there's a last resort podcast so i'm kind of pissed off that we didn't get asked for that too so yeah that's me sucks tlc that sucks yeah, yeah feelings hurt you know yeah a little bit a little bit you didn't even like reach out no, no screen test nothing it's cool it's cool it's fine. fine we'll do our own thing i think that people would listen to us more anyway i feel like we we would say what people actually are thinking you know yeah. you're not going to get any actual response out of anybody we would just be real and i think that's what people really want yep absolutely yeah yeah, so all of our viewers need to tell TLC, we need to be on Pillow Talk. We need yeah. to have our own podcast. We need to have all of it. Yeah. yeah. Send, we us us the, real. send us into the tell-all. We'll do commentary. We'll yes. ask the real question. Sean can yes. keep asking her question. We'll ask the real questions, yes. right? Like, send us in for commentary. We'll, we'll um, invade green rooms and yes. just ambush people and force them to ask answer questions that they didn't know they were going to have to answer. That's exactly what we would do. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for tomorrow. Yes. So after this oh, is done. Y'all haven't watched it yet. Is all no. I'm going to say is watch it. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. That's all I'm going to say is watch it. So after this, I'm going to watch The Last Resort. I know a lot of you already did. Oh, we were very respectful of your time. I didn't start this until we knew Last Resort was over. Because apparently last week we were live while the last resort was on that wasn't fair we apologize for that that was insensitive of your time so i made sure that we waited until it was over so we're gonna watch that after well me and Kara are gonna watch it after dd already watched it and then we're gonna discuss it tomorrow yes. so make sure you guys meet us here tomorrow at 8 p.m eastern we're gonna discuss the second episode of the last resort thank you for joining us as well for this one this is episode seven of the other way please follow my co-hosts Kara and dd they're tagged in this video and follow me at George Mossy on all platforms, georgemossy.com, and anywhere you get your podcast, The George Mossy Show. And we will talk to all of you guys tomorrow night. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.